When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Happy Balls Wednesday to you all, even though it's Thursday. I <laughs> uh, kid. Hey, just trying to see if you were paying attention. I am. Did you see that Fitzpatrick uh, retired? That's right. Fitzmagic? Yeah. Oh. Called it a day. Ah, quickly. How many seasons do you think he played? Now, this is how we're getting old right mm-hmm. here. How many mm-hmm. seasons do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick played? 13 Young or 14. Young man out of Harvard. 13 or 14. 17 seasons. Holy cow. What in the hell is going on here? There's no way. 17 seasons. In 17 seasons, he started 147 games, threw for nearly 35,000 yards, 223 touchdowns, and 169 interceptions. That is nuts. Seventh round pick by the Rams in 05. Played with the Bengals, Bills, Rams, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins, Washington, peace. That's how you do it, baby. He's not done yet either. Somebody's going to need an emergency quarterback in November, and they won't like what they have, and they'll call on Fitzmagic to be the two- or three-week guy. It's going to happen. I was was struck by a couple of things uh, in the NFL yesterday. That was one of them when that came out. I couldn't believe that was 17 seasons. It wasn't like I was sitting around sad about Fitzmagic. But I I just thought, well, how did 17 years go by? It doesn't hold one-to-one as an analogy, but he's kind of like the middle reliever of the NFL because he's played everywhere. He would, and I would think, you know, we all know it's repeated ad nauseum, given that he's a Harvard guy and really smart, I would think, I mean, first of all, he's got personality for days. He's funny. He's smart. We know that. And he played all over the place. So he's been in a million locker rooms. He's played with countless superstars. He's had some good seasons where he has some gravitas behind his words. Walk into the broadcast booth tomorrow, sir. Right, right. What a gig. You've got an image, too. Yeah, He's absolutely. got an image. He he would provide great insight. I think just because of who he was and how he went about his business, he seems to relate to the common man, yeah. even if he is uh, erudite in that sense. But, I mean, yeah, that's overplayed, though, real quick. I, a couple of friends that I had in different schools in Tampa got into Ivy League football schools. Right. And, I mean, you know, they're relatively smart, but they're not Harvard smart, and then they just happen to play football. You know, they lower the standards to, sure. to see if they can win an Ivy League title. Right, and this isn't an indicator of uh, across-the-board intelligence, but didn't he have a perfect score, I think, when they did his... The Wonderland. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not dumb, is my point. No, no, and he might be an... Ex- I'm just saying, yeah, in, general, in general, that's right, always yeah, attached yeah, yeah, yeah. to a guy who played it. He played at Yale. I'm like, yeah, well, you yeah, know, yeah. they gave him an 1150 on the SAT. They, they only the standards so much though it's not right. like the, it's not like, like saying well but he played at arkansas well <laughs> <laughs> that's true my i'm not boy, saying that my either boy got a raise we talked it into the bean we yesterday whooping yeah. <laughs> suey is right he's dropping those size 48 pair of pants to his knees today huh big time raise all right 
you think 48 is a safe estimate? Do you think that waistline is 48 or more? Do you think it's 52? I think that's the square footage of a lot of greens up north. I mean, what do you think that is? <laughs> uh, 46, uh, 48. Whoa, I think, that's yeah. pretty good. Just throwing uh, yeah, it out there. I think so. Yeah. But I said two things struck me about the NFL yesterday, <laughs> and for starters, I was thinking, how in the world did Fitzmagic, uh, Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, uh, play for 17 seasons? Just it just all it went it went by so fast. And then secondly, you saw where Marion Barber the third died. Yeah, yeah. I loved watching him run. That dude too. ran mm-hmm. like a man. There is something about a running back that you know. I, I, I'm drawn not to the elusiveness of a running back, but the power and the anger with one with, in which one runs. Now, there are exceptions. If you are preternaturally gifted the way that Perry Sanders was, by all means, wiggle. Do what you got to do to uh, make it look like a video game. But most people don't have that skill set. And I think there's a fearlessness and a toughness that is so enjoyable to watch. And... I thought of that when I saw that his name, sadly, uh, was in a headline announcing his death at the age of 38. And it doesn't sound like... Now, again, this is an ongoing... I don't want to apply this to all former NFL players. But it doesn't take much to read the article and what his life has been like post-football to assume that we're going to find out evidence of CTE. This is a guy that ran the way that he ran. Uh, he bludgeoned people and in turn was often met in the hole with that style. This is not a guy trying to run around you. Uh, and then went from being a guy that was seemingly beloved. Again, everything I read, I have not met the man. I don't know personally, but you have friends and loved ones saying that he was a certain way as a player. And then afterwards met post-football life with a lot of problems. And that hard-charging style that led him to be nicknamed Marion the Barbarian and things like that. I don't know that that bodes well. It certainly seems to me that it's a safe assumption, an assumption nonetheless, that we're going to find out. Well, when you read that and then you read extreme personality shift. Right. Always breaks my heart, man. Breaks my heart. And what do you do? What are you going to do? I mean, listen, at least in modern football, at least in uh, the the, the, the game of today, uh, not only are there... Uh, precautionary steps that are taken from a rules standpoint, but also now it's all on the table. Back then, the league tried to hide it and lied about it and everything else. Now, anybody who plays football, you know the deal. Did you see the ABC News tweet and news story about him? I did not. The editorial process has long been broken. We know this much. Correct. But uh, this is the tweet, and it's the lead graph in the story reporting his death. ABC News. Not a not a local channel, ABC no, News. It's going to make me sad. Just in, Marion Barber III, the former Dallas Cowboys running back who scored plenty of touchdowns without recording a 1,000-yard season, has died, the team said Wednesday. He was 38. <laughs> like, So that's your lead, is that he never had a 1,000-yard rushing season? Take a shot in there. Get a shot in there while you can. Did a Giant fan write this? What's going on here? Yeah, people are going to be missing Marion Barber, but I'll tell you what. Joker never ran for a thousand yards. Put that in your headline. Good call, Ted. ABC News. He scored plenty of touchdowns, but he never had a thousand yard season. What He's dead, weird, by the way. What a weird head. That's just a weird headline. That's not even like biased. It's just weird. <laughs> hey, look, this sorry son of a bitch died today. That's all they mean to write me. What are they doing? Mike Allstad, <laughs> who vultured so many touchdowns from, from Warwick Dunn, Dunn and yeah, others. Yeah. Without really ever being a running back, even though he was voted to the Pro Bowl for years as a fullback, has died. So like he was forty-four. 
perennially overrated Christian McCaffrey has has passed. You're gonna <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have we come up full circle oh, no, on, no, on the no, Christian no. McCaffrey? Oh, no, hey, listen. You know, and I know that I was right about Christian McCaffrey, and that's how it's gone. It's just obviously now he's been hurt lately. Um, but that said, uh, I'm just having fun with headlines here. Okay. All right. You have to admit, if you used perennially overrated as your lead before a name, would be fantastic. That would that would be biased, I believe. Of yes. course, yes. of course. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Well, and then if you read further, that he had some issues there. Um, uh, he was taken in for a psych test a few years back. So I, I do. I think sadly we're going to hear that this is going to fall in the long line of many um, regarding his. Uh, Mental health and, and, and the effects of football. Don't know. Don't know. Could be wrong about that. Maybe unrelated. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like it. That sucks. Uh, so, yeah, but by the way, he was 38. 38? It seems like he just was playing. We watched Marion Barber play last week. We just got done watching him play. I feel like he played a long time ago. No, and, and what's scared, What's like, yeah, six, year, six seven years ago. He's a contemporary of yours. That's what scares me, is it feels like he's been out of the league forever, and he is a contemporary of mine. That that the is well, an fairness, extra level of unsettling. Yeah, in fairness to you, he has been out of the league for some time. Right, uh, like six years, more. I think more. I think uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, seven or eight. Okay, um, yeah. Oh, ten. Just looked it up. Ten, yeah, ten yeah. years. It's been a long. I mean, that's when we Doug drafted Bill, Doug Martin was it, ten years ago. You thought it felt like six years. That's what I'm saying. It felt like it was recent, not ten years. Well, I said forever ago. For me, at thirty-five, forever ago is you know. <laughs> It's a little different. Well, it still doesn't make me feel as bad as when grandchildren of men whose careers I saw play from start to finish enter the league, which now is happening to you. It has just started because it's when it started for me. Grandchildren? Yes. When mm. you begin to see King Griffey Jr.'s kid kicking ass in minor league baseball and you read it, that is the grandchild of Ken Griffey. Yeah, that's fair, but I didn't know who Ken Griffey was. You remember Ken Griffey Jr.'s I, I knew he was Ken Griffey early. Jr.'s dad. You no. knew they played alongside each other in the same game and hit a home run. That was before my time. That was before my okay, sentence. Okay, okay, I'll find. I'll get you one during the break because there, <laughs> there are. There are. I'm telling you, they're because out there. I never knew that Seattle was blue and and, and yellow at one point. I only knew them in that yeah, in that teal that is, and yeah. navy color. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? Why are they wearing the Brewers colors? That's a you know they they need to break out the yellow again. They do. Those are better. Their uniforms are good. Period, though. They've got a, they got a quality uniform. That stadium's great. I love that stadium. Safeco still relevant. Love that stadium and uh, had a good time there. Even though they almost kicked me out. That's how long ago I was at Safeco. Was they that when, when Marion Barber was kicking ass? Yeah, probably earlier. Yeah, earlier than that. I was at Safeco. I was there early on in the process. As I've told the story before, they were that's back in my days. I was a sinner. Couldn't stop dipping, and I they almost kicked me out for dipping at a baseball game, and I was being polite about it. Wasn't like spitting in the aisle with people having to deal with it. I was discreet, Tom. I was spitting in my water cup. Steal the devil's juice. They're like, you, sir. Don't you dip it. You, sir. That is foreboding. I was like, what What in the world? They, the woman was serious, very serious. Which doesn't make sense. Oh, it still it, strikes it, me it, as... It's Seattle. It still struck me as awesome. <laughs> my buddy Maddie was sitting next to me. He was like, this is happening. They're about to kick my friend well, out of the game. Was that the same place that you had to pound the beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're serious in Seattle. Man. That was funny because uh, the, the the fake cop who was trying to get mad at me 
uh, security personnel um, was like, sir, you can't. And, and I was like, well, I'm not dumping it. And they're like, yeah, you got to dump it. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not dumping it. And then I drank it, and they just looked at well, me. Oh, I'm dumping it. Oh, I'm dumping it oh, down oh, the gullet. Oh, oh. That's what I'm doing. I'm not dumping a full beer. Get you some of that. What, are you arrest me for drinking this beer? Bought it legally. Get the hell out of my face. But that was that was kind of the strange thing that went down there. They were serious because I was standing in the line with a beer that you could buy right outside. What are we doing? <laughs> Living in Utah, not in, <laughs> not in Washington State. That's what we're doing. Uh, rest in peace, Mary Barbara. The more exciting news was to report that, and it's not exciting, it's just interesting, that uh, Fitzmagic is no more, man. We won't have him to kick around. Every year, you know what I'm happy about? We won't have to watch the shows, Desperate for Content, in which they debate how viable a starter he really is, right? Because he always did this. This is the pattern. He would start, he'd play well, he'd go on a four or five game win streak, he'd have the game that reminded you why he hasn't been a starter for very long anywhere he's ever been. Then you'd go, oh, that's right, he kind of sucks. And then everybody would go, well, and then you'd have this debate about where he belongs. It drove me nuts. Here you go, the 8-4 and four Buffalo Bills, led by Josh Allen, will see a really scary play in their 13th game. Josh Allen goes down. And they return. Why, why are you doing that to Bills fans who are already pained by an indelible memory they will never forget until they win a Super Bowl? And I'm not talking about the missed kick. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about last year's game against Kansas City, which by rights were, was won by Buffalo. The grand homecoming of Ryan Fitzpatrick for the last four games of the season. Can he push them to a division title? They've got a two-game lead. Can he hold down the fort? Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl this year out of the AFC. There it is. They're going. Unless they don't. They better win it. They be, if they get there, they better win. You're almost better off not going. Just be, Don't go and then lose it again. Ooh, it gives you the willies thinking about it for them, of course. We wouldn't know what that's like. We go. It's If we go, we it's win. It's a wrap. Yeah. No, we, we don't just win. Now no, what? No, oh, beat man. that ass. My goodness. Mm. Buccaneers, Bills. There it is. <gasps> well, it looks like a loss for Buffalo. My God. Tom Brady has Lopsided more wins against the Bills than... <laughs> <laughs> Did any Bills starting quarterback? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's a fun tweet to read. It's a real fun tweet to read. And it seems so fitting. Stuart Mandel tweeted, Last week, Miami Mega Booster John Ruiz company, MSP Recovery, went public. Its share price has dropped 86%. Now a law firm is investigating whether MSP and Certain of its officers and or directors have violated federal securities laws. 
there is a link. You can have fun reading that. Um, it is Benzinga.com. Bronstein, Gewurz, and Grossman LLC remind shareholders of MSB Recovery's investigation. So that's fun. You can get more information. We now have footage of uh, my personal reaction and yours too, to reading that news, uh, listening to you relay that let's news. See, let's see the footage. It, it's on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could this be uh, time is a flat circle in a good way? Oh, how perfect. Miami, federal investigations, money, yada, yada. My God. It's just so perfect. It's just so deja vu. It is so, it, you just. I saw that tweet, and obviously I had to read more about it. But I just I began this by saying, this is a fun tweet to read. Well, and even before federal charges are in, they, they lost 86% of their value? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Share prices dropped by 86%. My goodness. You hate to see it. You really do. You hate to see it. I'm going to read it again because there may be some new listeners just jumping on. They might have missed it. Last week, Miami Mega Booster John Ruiz's company, MSP Recovery, went public. Its share price has already dropped by 86%. Now a law firm is investigating whether MSP and certain of its officers and or directors have violated federal security laws. This is a hunch that they have. Just, just, just given who he is. Blue Horseshoe loves uh. MSP Holdings. <laughs> Oh, man. That is good. That is rich. And that is fun. That is what we hope. This just Dan Van Dyke is in the transfer portal. Mm. That's next. Come on. You know, it's to a place where there was a time in which if you told me a Miami player, any Miami player, great or not, was in the transfer portal and wanted to, say, attend Florida State, I'd go, no, screw him. Never. But we don't live in that world anymore, do we? No, we don't. Now we live in the world in which you go, come on down, big man. In this case, up. Come on up. More ways than one. Our checks don't bounce here in Tallahassee. It's on the up and up. Van Dyke, come on up. Yeah, I know. It's uh, But I do miss the old world where there's no way in hell you'd let that happen. When good old-fashioned hate ruled the day. Now it's all complicated. Sounds like an ice cream commercial. <laughs> a certain one we both love that is no more. Oh, no. I heard it. Well, not on these airwaves. Oh, yeah, right. And right. yeah, Surprising, but yes. But no, I, that is all-time great. No, but we, we take on guys now that you look at our baseball team. There you go. That's my favorite play of the year. Carry-ons play against Florida on a Tuesday night. Yeah. His yeah. former team. That I mean, that's the stuff that you remember. Awesome defensive plays like that. We were talking about that last week. I, you value a web gem over a, a 450-foot home I run. I do. I do. I do, too. You're the player that has the least impactful um, moment uh, or, or season amongst the transfer portal players since we're talking about guys that come over from other universities. We've got guys from UCF, Wisconsin, Oregon, Arizona State, Louisville, Illinois, UCF, Albany, West Virginia, Oregon, and Charlotte. Perhaps South Carolina soon enough. The guy that has the least impact on this team. Deuce Span. That's a correct answer. You're one for one. 
second least impactful player on this team? Greedy Vance. Agreed. That, too, is a correct answer. Two mm. for two. Now, where do we go for number three? Least impactful. Least impactful. I know you where you're going. You got the first two right. You went, <laughs> you went two for two. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not going where you think I'm going. Well, you went two for two, got mm-hmm. it right. The answer is Deuce Span and Greedy Vance. Now, Deuce, there's hope for. Deuce is raw. Yeah. Can run like the wind blows, has the right body type, got to learn to run some routes. If Greedy Vance comes in in a pinch in a non-ACC officiated game, that is to say they allow contact at the line well, of scrimmage. You mean they allow him to grab, pull, tug, twist, turn. Yes, sure. If they officiate like SEC officials, then he is a replacement level player and you can get by. If I do not, rather, you're, you're in trouble. I do rather admire the stick tenacity, and ferocity with which Greedy Vance decides to defend, all of which is outside the bounds of the rules of the game, in which he grabs the receiver, holds the receiver, pulls the receiver, turns the receiver, and never lets go. In spring, I never saw a play in which Greedy guarded anybody legally. <laughs> Did you? I didn't see one. Not one. Not one that was close. No. Yeah. Not one. So you think I was going to say Wilson. Yeah. And I understand why. Wildly inconsistent, stone hands. It could be tough for him to contribute as much as we are certainly hoping for. But I am worried instead a little bit about Caden Lyles. And I would, by default, have to say for now, Winston Wright, because I just don't know if he's going to play. So that's a health issue. But he could play six games and have a bigger impact in those six games. Well, he was a plug-and-play guy. It depends on how much of his ability he's able to get back. I don't want a Winston Wright who's going to come out here at 60% because I don't think that does you a lot of good. I understand his eagerness to want this to be the money year to move on, to get to the league, and it makes total sense. But I hope he makes a good decision for himself, but one that also obviously benefits Florida State. If you're not all the way back, if you're not showcasing your true abilities, and you have the ability post-injury, to get to full strength, it's just taking longer uh, than you had hoped, meaning it's going to be late this season. I mean, playing four games might be worth it. He'd have to get advice from NFL people. But if it's not, come on back, get you a 100% season in there, and go showcase your wares. Yeah, man. I think, again, there's nothing to lose because he's still a redshirt junior. It's the COVID eligibility. But he, just, want, but he wants to go. Of course, yeah. but there's nothing to lose. Like You can always come back even if you play four games. Yeah. And so if you have the right kind of four games, you've done what you needed to do yeah, to go on to the next point. level. That's a fair but you have the parachute, which is you can always play in 2023 one way or the other. From there, I would go Johnny Wilson, although I think they're going to force it, and they kind of need to. I understand why they would. I really do. I mean, who the hell else is that much better? Um, every one of those guys behind him are flawed. So, yeah. He's the one with the best upside because physically he looks better and is better, uh, or more suited, I should say, than those other players. So, yeah. Here's an interesting question. Who has a bigger impact this year for Florida State? Bigger in, in positive way. Is it Emmanuel or Bless Harris? Uh, Bless Harris. Okay. Rank... Lyles, Harris, and Emmanuel. Is that how would you rank it in terms of positive impact? I can't say enough. To- I don't know enough about Dimitri Emmanuel. The other two we saw in spring. 
Um, but Lyles is an incomplete. Though. Well, That's, he is an incomplete, but yeah. I mean, I gave him wiggle room because I said he's not only learning, well, he's recovering from an injury, but he's also learning an entirely new system and verbiage. So I'm willing to give him the spring to kind of try to figure this out while his head's swimming and then get it together in the offseason, get in the best shape of your life, have your handle on the playbook, and then come in physically ready to compete and get after it and probably start for this team. Um, so I'm, I'm going to allow him that wiggle room. I'm not completely, uh, you know, set in stone with my thoughts on him. It's tough with him, so I, I, I don't know. He's physically a guy that you hope like hell he figures it out because he looks different than anybody else we have. And he's uprooted. I mean, look, in, in the reps that we did see him participate in, he didn't participate in 100% out of them, not, not by a long shot. No. But he can uproot dudes like the frame would suggest. It's yeah. not one of those deals where you say, how does a dude that big that weak? That's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. It's just that they may have to scheme things differently when he's on the field because they like to pull the center at times, and I don't know that he's the guy that, well, that's that you want the to be problem. pulling. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't play center. Maybe he plays guard. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, maybe they, they don't draw up pulling actions for him because I don't know that he could get from A to B. Maybe, maybe the injury has been holding him back, but I think he's more of a straight-ahead guy. It seems that way. He's got to get a little bit maybe lighter on foot, and uh, if he has it in him, and he's got to have an understanding. But, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, Bless Harris impressed me, really impressed me, and I think he did you too. So I think I think Bless has got a real real upside. Nobody's got upside more than Micah Pittman. I mean, of all the transfers, that's the guy that I, I would put him ahead of verse uh, in terms of upside for this season. This season. Ooh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, no, I think he – I think Micah Pittman's our guy. I, I was, I was absolutely um, – riveted day in day out watching him play that's an interest wow because if Pittman produces at the level that we think he's going to it'll be novel to us you're correct but if verse produces at a level that's 70 percent of Jermaine Johnson it's a success but it won't feel like as much of a success because you're still thinking about the drop off yeah and I have and, and, and I've said this to a lot of Florida State fans that have that I've talked to about this and you know I always have to make sure I couch this correctly because it makes it sound like I don't think he can play. I have low expectations for Jared Verse this year. And I think Jared Verse is a talented young man. He's a smart young man. I know he's a dedicated young man. And he's got physical tools for days. So all of that portends a very good play from him moving forward. It's just how quickly he can get to that top-end elite-level play that resembles anything close to Jermaine Johnson. I don't think he ever gets to Jermaine Johnson level. Um, you know, that may take a, a good year and a half you know I, I mean that listen you're talking about a guy who went in the first round of the draft and who was at Georgia and is a dominant figure physically more imposing than verse is just a, a mountainous man with a high football IQ to go along with the physicality right I'm not saying verse can't be an NFL football player I'm not saying he can't go on to have a great career here and be a very good player I am saying that I don't think in year one coming from Albany with work to do from a technique standpoint and against the run that I think you're going to see that guy be anywhere close to complete. And so I kind of just hope that he's a plus player for us this year and that you can trust him against the run. Yeah, that second part is, I think that speaks to speed of the game and your recognition ability. Like, does he know what teams are throwing at him and the reason that they're attacking him? Mm -hmm. Like, those are important questions well, to be able to answer. He's a smart answer. kid. I hope he figures that out. I think he'll figure well, it out. Well, and he's, he researches well. Now, I saw Ryan ask the question, can he be consistent? because he was a flash player at Albany. Well, if he plays in the regular season the way he did in spring, the answer is not yet. Right. 
because he but he'll have dominant stretches. I mean dominant by any standard, but then there'll be problems for the next drive or two. A couple of things he'll do game in and game out that I trust will happen. He's going to make a flash play out of nowhere. It won't even be technically the right play. <laughs> it won't be sound. It's that it's athleticism and strength and speed for a guy that size. He's going to whoop somebody's ass across from good old-fashioned football. He's just going to be quicker or stronger or both in a game, and he's going to have a day, and everybody's going to go, my God, look at Jerry Verse, three sacks today, uh, five tackles against the run. Man, he's really a player. But when he plays the more mature tackles and he plays the more mature offenses who know how to set him up and run right at him and do things to tire him out and not allow sheer athleticism to take hold, then I think he's going to struggle a little bit. That's the fun part, though, where I do think that Adam Fuller's IQ, I know it would have been a punchline last year, but it isn't anymore. You saw him get Keir Thomas and Jermaine Johnson involved in twist games. Sometimes they'd work with the tackles, but a lot of times they'd gear up both of them on yeah. the same side. They'd mm-hmm. play two ends on the same side, rush ends, and then they play games with them. That might be a place where you force him through scheme to stay at home or take an inside angle, and then you swing somebody around. It's just a way to keep him engaged without losing the athleticism that you're speaking of. It should be interesting to see how they line up in certain situations because I'll bet it's not going to be your standard McClendon on one side and uh, and Verse on the other in third and long every time. They're probably going to mix it up. We should talk to Adam Fuller in June. He's just a really engaging, intelligent guy. Uh, he's a no-nonsense guy, but he also gets it. He's funny. Uh, I think we have the kind of rapport where he at the very least trusts that he could come on here and and we have honest and fun dialogue. Um, I think it would be a good idea. He's not going to take to a question about baldness in the beginning, though. Well, what made me laugh about that is I'm bald. Come on, baby. Making fun of myself the moment I make fun of you. Uh, No, it was sort of a – but he got it. But he – it's just – I think he had to be reminded that I'm really good at this. I think that's really what it turned out. Because afterwards he told me, he was like, that was really delightful. I'm like, yeah, man, I know what I'm doing. You forgot we had this conversation once before. I can do this thing. I think that's what he's saying in the coaching meetings, too, at times. Uh, yeah, you guys thought. Now, we you, hope yeah, that yeah. we agree with him on the outside. But, hey, uh, I've done this. You know who else has done it for a long time and done it successfully? My friends, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. That's right, Chad and Shannon, 844-FSU-LOAN. You need to give Shannon a call today. The mortgage process, while sometimes intimidating, doesn't have to be. Shannon will take every opportunity to make it as easy as possible for you. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, transparent communication. You know that that's the recipe for what? Five-star mortgage process. Also, it's, it's a weird time. If you're buying or selling a home right now, it can be kind of difficult to know what to do. Uh, Their knowledge, their expertise, their experience, and their having worked with uh, dear friends and family of mine uh, allows me to endorse them and tell you to give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN, or check them out at fsuhomeloans.com. I heard somebody remake this song the other day, and I was offended. What is this woman trying to do? Do you uh, hear the remake? You see that Stanley Cup commercial where they're handing it off from player to player, and it's the times they are changing, and it's a cover? Now why would you do that? I know. And, and the concept for the commercial is awesome. So it, it almost it's ruined. Well, I think it carries strong enough that that cover is somehow mitigated but yeah 
Uh, LeBron James is a billionaire. Nobody cares. I'm just noting that if I were a billionaire, I'd be naked right now. So be happy I'm not a billionaire. If you if you made $2 million, you'd be pantless. There's something about making money and, and nudity. Like there's, there's a correlation well, there. Well, it's a direct societal extending of the middle of finger. I don't have to abide by your rules. For I have enough money to make it all go away. That's what that is. A billion dollars, you really don't have to wear pants. Yeah. You can go to a place in Jupiter for a massage, and you know what? Unfortunately, very, very uh, wealthy individuals do do that. And it's a secret that has been exposed. They're not looking for that kind of massage. 23rd woman has now come forward for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Rumors of a 24th tomorrow. That's true. It's true. So are we going to go from 22 that they feel like they've kind of dealt with to a degree to now we're up to 24 starting tomorrow, apparently. And we're going to get to 50. We're going to get to uh, my man does feel a bit like a serial massage therapist seeker. Yeah, this is um, interesting because I wonder if there is a in fact, there has to be a clause in the deal with the Browns that would void like, all money owed. There has to be one, right? Like if you were negotiating and you weren't a complete idiot, you would say, Deshaun, disclose to me everybody you know about. Is there anything else coming? Because if something happens that we're not aware of, we don't owe you a red cent. Well, I'll tell you this, uh, without sharing too much, my stepfather's an attorney, and I asked him one time, um, the most difficult aspect when he first started, he was representing people, and he said, well, your clients don't always tell you the truth. (laughs) And they hang you out to dry when you get to court because the defense has another side. And they're hearing from the person filing the suit. And I would tell the person across from me seeking my counsel, tell me everything, no matter how ugly it is. If I've decided to take on the case, then I'll take on the case. If you've given me all that there is to know, I can put together a defense. I can put together... An opportunity for you to get out of this the best we can, right? But if you lie to me and you omit pretty pertinent details, uh, you're screwed and I'm going to be looking like a fool in front of the judge and I don't like to look like a fool in front of the judge. So there's a lot here that I'm telling you and they would still lie. They would still lie. And he'd go, I'm not here to judge you. It's not my job. My job is to look at the facts and figure out the best defense. You've got to tell me what those facts are. You cannot withhold them from me. So... Am I going to find out that, you know, you hit her? Am I going to find out that at some point you did something that was caught on tape that we don't have? You know, this is like the 70s and 80s, right? So it, it, like the access to the – no internet. There's none of that stuff. So finding some of these things could be very difficult. And you can imagine an attorney being like, hey, man, what's going to come out here? And he said, yeah, in the beginning I had to learn that most people lie to you. Most people lie to you. And then you have to find a way to make them feel comfortable enough. So that is so pertinent to now. Like, Deshaun, I'm getting you back into the league. Like, you just signed the largest guaranteed contract an NFL quarterback has ever signed in the history of the league, which is shame on you, NFL, shame on you, Cleveland Browns. But nonetheless, it's true. The only thing that can undo all of this is if there are more, and you're not telling me about them. Like, I can't—you're screwed if there are— 
what, 10, 15 more, and you've lied to me and told me there's nothing else here, and they have evidence that I haven't been aware, made, made aware of? We're, we're, we're screwed. You're going to negate your contract, partner. I, it's weird. It's weird. I, now, I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'll say that. I don't know what's true and not true. Either do you. None of us do. I mean, it's awfully odd to have 24 different women come forward, but 24. Did anything happen at Clemson? And I'm not trying to tie anything to their successes and have anything, you know, vacated because Lord knows Aaron Hernandez shot somebody in the face and Florida's still going to celebrate that national title. Sure. But today, I wonder, I mean, does it go back that far? Or did it just start when he had money and he got to Houston? Well, yeah, that's the question you have to ask because I'd say that, I mean, his his behavior, I'm sure, was never uh, model uh, if, if all of a sudden you make it to the NFL, you're not suddenly a different person. Like Tom Lang doesn't suddenly have $10 million and decide to start whipping out his Johnson every time he goes to get a massage. But he did, so that can't be a new thing. That can't be. He just had the money and the means to do it. So what I'm saying is, at that point, maybe nothing happened. He didn't have power, entitlement, authority. He didn't have these sorts of things. But so Dabo was right. It's the entitlement. <laughs> We've got an entitlement problem. I, I just, I mean, when I read that yesterday and thought, we're another, there's going to be another one as of Friday? Well, they project that there's another one Friday. Oh, why? Because of the law of odds? <laughs> well, yeah, at this point, right? Since this thing started? It's a day. Yeah. Um, so like the debt yeah, calculator? Yeah, yeah. Day that ends in Y. So here we go. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know uh, why, but apparently they're, in addition to this latest, there was somebody else waiting. I'm sure it's strategic. Um, but nonetheless. Doesn't mean it's not true. Oh, I'm not saying it's true or it's not true. I don't know. I just said that. I don't know. But I'm saying that I'm sure there's a reason you wouldn't today as opposed to tomorrow or the next day or whatever else. But uh, they're, they're, they're seeking uh, counsel. So I'm sure they're being told uh, what to do and when to do it. But man, does this contract get voided? Because I feel like the odds are increasing. It's that starting it does. to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know what it feels like, and I'll tell you what surprised me. Uh, we know a few Cleveland fans, diehard loyal fans as they are. There's one that I know, friend of mine, Brian. Shout out to Brian. He's, I mean, from there. He's from. He's a legit Cleveland fan. He was livid when they signed. Livid. I was like, really? Yeah. The desperation you guys feel, and you're mad. I mean, Baker Mayfield is as ass sorry as they come, and now you're going to have a real quarterback. He's like, no, man, no, yeah, a bridge too far. He's he's correct in this in this circumstance because if you took him on a one year six million dollar prove it right, deal, not the I'm, largest, right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah, <laughs> all eggs, very one different. basket, yeah. yeah. And let's put it in this guy's basket. Like, are you kidding? That is crazy. That yes. would be hard to take as a Browns fan. Yeah, but you know and I know, and let's be really honest about this. If he's not charged criminally, if he settles, strokes a check, and goes out and wins 14 games. Before the next five come out, you know? like I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, if by chance all of it wraps up with no criminal charges and him writing a check, we can have whatever personal opinion we're going to have of him. The point is, which I think we do, but the point would be if he goes out and wins 14 games for the Cleveland Browns, I'm saying this year, but the year after, because he's not going to play enough games this year to do that. But, like, he goes out and wins, and they go to the Super Bowl, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're kind of like the Cubs. It's, you know, they are hungry, starving, downtrodden. Those fans that are bitching about it now are going to be wearing Deshaun Watson jerseys. It's true. Many of them. Many oh, of them. Yeah. And that, yes. They are. 
That's just that's. And again, that's if he's not charged with it. That's the whole thing, though, because in order to even get to a, play, a place where he plays 17 games and wins 14, he can't. That means by definition, it is in the past. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I just mean it, it, criminal charges can be resolved as well. So I think I think there's a line that people usually adhere to, right? Like, oh, well, so he's actually charged now with these felonies as opposed to this is a he said, she said, even though it looks terrible thing. Right. Most people, when you get across that line, where the actual charges are brought. Right, that's where I would think, but I, I can't assume this about that organization, that there are clauses and outs. Mm. Now, I wonder, that would not be tied to a trade of any kind. I can't imagine. You can't retroactively undo the trade. Like, you know, if somebody fails a physical and there's a report of a trade and then one player fails a physical, the whole trade is done. Like, there is no gaining assets from Houston anymore. That can't be part of it. <laughs> it's just that they don't have to spend money on this guy anymore. There is no gaining assets from Houston Or recouping assets. Recouping assets. Yeah. Uh, Memorial Jacks Tournament, uh, as presented by Workday. Phil's not there. Hey. Cam Young in the lead at minus five. Luke List, minus five. Cam Smith, minus five. I think every time I look up, Cam Smith and Will Zalatoris are in the lead or close to it. And that's true again today. Will Zalatoris, minus four. Uh, so it is a uh, high ball flight course. Makes sense that Will Zalatoris would be there. Makes sense that uh, Cam Young. Cam Young's really good, by the way. Go look up the sneaky numbers he's put up this year at his age. He's really good. It's suggesting elite-level play, and uh, I saw there was a recommendation on social media today that you can get him at either 80-1 to 1 or 65-1 to 1 to win the Masters right now. And if you just want to throw some pizza money on it, it might be a 20-1 to 1 or a 15-1 to 1 play the week of. Because if he continues this way, he's going to be a betting favorite. Might we be so lucky, lucky that this holds up? And I'll move on, and we'll do probables. Cam Young, Cam Smith, Corey Connors, Will Zalatoris, uh, Abraham Answer, Max Homa, Keegan Bradley, Adam Scott, Jordan Spieth, Daniel Berger, Ricky Flower, Billy Horschel. This is your leaderboard. I mean, that, that that's like that's a good leaderboard. There's, there's a, lot, a of, lot to choose from there. There's a lot of 2018 energy there too. Yeah, it's like worlds collide. You got about you know. Five dudes that are very now, and then about ten dudes that are very five years ago. Well, let's see what happens, because right now on the front nine, both Xander Schauffele and John Rahm are one under, still early in their round with a lot to play. Uh, the biggest doofus in golf, Bryson DeChambeau, is actually one under right now on the front nine. Need that injured hand to kick in and have him shoot an 88. Um, some big names still to tee off, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm just debating in my mind if I would if I would use doofus for Bryce or what I would I go have used the other word, more, but I didn't. Yeah, something sounds like Deschambeau. Right. Yeah. I, I was about to say it, but I've pushed the envelope today, so it I figured is, that's correct. I figured I should probably. You've alleged that I'm. Doing, I didn't allege that. I know. I, I know. Uh, yeah. No. 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 People can see through that. Obviously, <laughs> I said you with a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that Christmas bonus is coming. Uh, I just know it. Here we go, probables. Let's do this thing, baby. It's time for. How you say? With the pitching, uh, probably? I'm about damn tired of looking here at this Yankees-Angels series. Every time I do, it's four or five to nothing Yankees in the first inning. Get it together, Angels. Shohei Itani started today. Doesn't matter. Four to nothing Yankees in the fourth. Nestor Cortez pitching for the Yankees. Nestor. <laughs> Pisses me off. Get it to God, dog it, Angels. Twins-Tigers. Chris Archer. Alex Fado. 
Rays Rangers. That is Corey Kluber and Taylor Hearn. We got the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Johnny Cueto and Alec Manoa. You know, by the way, I'm getting a, uh, a physical tomorrow, Tom. Everybody, think about, think about your boy. I got to get a physical. It's June every year. And if you had a billion dollars, you could just show up naked to the physical. Doc, uh, you don't have to tell me to do anything. I'm I ready. Should. I'm I should re- anyhow. There you go, Doc. Nationals Reds. Joan Adone and Graham Ashcraft on Lou Gehrig Day, everybody. True. Giants, Marlins, Alex Wood, Sandy Alcantara. Angels, Yankees, we've got, uh, what's that, the late night? What do we got here? Yeah, that is. Yeah, because Nestor was pitching yesterday, so it must have gotten rained out. Oh, postponed, finishing, postponed, got it. Reed Detmers, Jamison Tyon, Mariners, Orioles, Chris Flexen, Jordan Lyles. Padres, Brewers, Sean Manaya and Adrian Howard. His name is Hauser. Cardinals, Cubs, Matthew Liberotto. And Keegan Thompson. I like Matthew's name. Braves, Rockies, Ian Anderson, and Austin Gomber, followed up by Mets, Dodgers. We softened them up for you, Tom. The Pittsburgh Pirates did indeed sweep the Los Angeles Dodgers with a resounding ass-kicking last night, 8-4. Great. Awesome. Tawan Walker could just carry on the losing Uh, streak for the Dodgers. Angry Dodgers bunch. Tony Gonsolin is pitching for the Dodgers. I'll tell you, on MLB The Show, I rock his ass. He never gets me out. But in real life, he's 5-0 with a 1-8-0. Disrespect on the show. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. It's true. Gonsolin walks the world when you play him on MLB The Show, and then you just sit dead red, you get ahead 2-0, and it's... Boom. For the old school gamers out there, if you've got MVP Baseball 2005, find Richard Hidalgo. Sign Richard Hidalgo. (laughs) He is a cheat code. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.